This is Shi'ar Jashub, coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Today, we will be listening to the conclusion of a sermon in the Heavenly Authority series. This message has focused on the New Testament office of the gifts of healings. And when we left off, Pastor Greg was in Matthew chapter 8. And when evening had come, verse 16, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So in this process of casting out demons and then healing all who were sick, it's fulfilling what Isaiah says when he said, he prophesied, he himself, Messiah, took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Now this is Matthew's interpretation by the Holy Spirit. This is scripture of what Isaiah meant. He's interpreting for us Isaiah in the life of Jesus Christ, in the casting out of demons and the healing of the sick. Now where does this scripture come from? It comes from Isaiah 53, the important scripture about Messiah. So you turn to Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 and verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs. Literally, that word there in the Hebrew is sicknesses. Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our sorrows. Literally, that word for sorrows is pains. Like that woman with the issue of blood, she had pain. She was in pain for 12 years. He's borne our sicknesses. He's borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our what? Peace. Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Now, we're healed in our spirits, right? We're born again. We're healed in our minds. Our minds become renewed. The veil's taken away from our eyes. Our souls are made new. And we're healed in our bodies. I've spoken to people who don't believe that healing is for today or the gifts are for today. Or if healing's for today, it's very rare in their mind that God would do such a thing. And they'll read this and say, well, he's, he's talking here about the spiritual healing that we need. And that's true. That's perfectly true. But when Matthew translates, rather, when Matthew interprets Isaiah 53, 4, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, he relates it to Jesus casting out demons and healing the sick. So certainly we're speaking about healing for our bodies also because the scriptures say so. He says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. He forgives our sins and he heals 
our infirmities, our sicknesses. And early on in the church, just like in the ministry of Jesus Christ, early on in the church, healing was an important part of the church going forward. In Acts chapter 3, we know, we've read about this, how Peter and John go to the temple. In verse 2, there's a certain man lame from his mother's womb. And here you have really a, a, a healing and a miracle because there's creative stuff going on also. And they used to put him at the beautiful gate. He would ask, beg for alms. And Peter and John go into the temple and he asked them for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something. You have to expect to receive something. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God. They knew that he was the one begging at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. And from that, Peter is able to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he says in verse 16, And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, faith, which comes through him, Jesus, has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. He says up in verse 12, Don't look intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we made this man walk. We're not godly enough to make this man walk. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus. And he goes on to preach Jesus. And that this man was healed through faith in the name of Jesus. Faith in him has made this man, given him perfect soundness in the presence of you all, he says. He gets the attention. The healing ministry, the office of that person that has the gift of healing, or the gifts of healings, will get the attention of unbelievers because most people want to be healed. So it's an opportunity. Now, not everybody at that gate was healed, right? This man had faith. He expected to receive something, and Peter knew it. He knew it by word of knowledge through the Holy Spirit. But it gets the attention of unbelievers because everyone wants to be healed. And I believe it is the birthright of believers. It gets the attention of the unbelievers and healings are the birthright of believers so that we're whole, like Peter's mother-in-law. We can get up and serve and do service in the church for the church to go forward. So it's an extremely, extremely important office. And unfortunately, like all the other gifts, these gifts should be multiplied in the church. And you don't see what we should see. And sometimes you'll see a tremendous healing ministry for a time. And then because the person is human, uh, they fall into sin. And then it kind of slides away. People will say, well, look at that ministry. And they judge the ministry, the work that was done by the Holy Spirit based upon the man or the woman that was used. 
and then you enter a time of out of season because there's a lack of faith. Um, in 3 John chapter 1, in verse 2, the third letter of John, there's only one chapter, verse 2, the apostle writes, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So here again, you have a clear revelation that just as God desires, remember John is the one that taught us, we've studied this in the prayer series, that if we pray according to God's will, he hears us. And if he hears us, we have that which we ask of him. So now John is praying, right? And John knows, we know this from 1 John chapter 5, that you have to pray according to the will of God. So you would expect here that he's praying according to the will of God. So what is the will of God? That you may prosper in all things and be in health. And be in health. Just as your soul prospers. Just as God wants our soul to prosper, he wants us to be in health and the things we touch to be blessed. Now, that doesn't mean that every one of us is going to have a million dollars like these name it, claim it ministries, right? But we should prosper. You think about Joseph, right? How the trials he went through, right? And uh, being sold into slavery by his brothers, serving in Potiphar's house, and then being falsely accused and thrown into prison. But ultimately, he prospered, right? He was put into the position, though he went through many trials, everything Joseph touched got blessed. It was so apparent that Pharaoh couldn't deny it. Everything Daniel touched, he went through trials also, right? He was captive from a young man. He's taken as a captive to a foreign land. But everything he puts his hand to gets blessed, right? So we should believe in our jobs, in our situations, that we prosper, that there's something different about us than the rest of the world, that we catch the eye of our bosses, even as, you know, Pharaoh and Nebuchadnezzar and Cyrus and Darius, they see these servants of God, they say, boy, something's going on. Everything they put their hand to, it works out. It works out. That you may prosper in all things and be in health. You can't do any of that stuff. You can't do what Joseph did, what Daniel did, what Paul did, what Peter did, if you're confined to your bed in sickness. And the devil loves to send demons out, to tie up and kill God's servants, especially the ones that are going to do something for his kingdom. And if we don't understand the will of God, beloved, I pray, he said, that you may prosper in all things and be in health. Just, just as your soul prospers. So we know the will of God, and this is such an important gift, and we should pray like all the other gifts, an important office, that God raises up those in the church with gifts of healings. Now, and then we'll stop there. There's not enough time to go into the next, next section. We'll be doing is on, if you look in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, in our outline here that Paul gives us, Miracles, then gifts of healings, and then helps. So Lord willing, uh, the next time in the Authority Series, we'll talk about helps. Father, we thank you for the promises of your word. And Father, as we have come before you before, as we studied the other offices, we pray, Father, that you would renew your church and make it a right, Lord. We have flooded the church over the centuries with all types of offices 
that are man-made, that are tradition-made, and these beautiful, wonderful gifts that you give to your believers have been pushed in the back, have been closed behind the door, and there are so many that call Christians that don't even know about them. Father, we pray that you raise up in your church people in the office of having the gifts of healings. Father, that every believer would come like that woman in faith to your son Christ Jesus and believe him for healing. And that, Father, you would raise up those that have this gift, Lord, to draw the attention of unbelievers to the gospel of your son, to help when we're weak in faith, Lord God, and we need and we're in pain, that we need those to come over and lay a hand on us or grab our hand and, like Peter and John say, Silver and gold I have not, but in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and be whole. Father, your church needs it. We pray that you would come against all those demons of sickness, how Satan has looked to kill and destroy and frustrate your believers, Lord. Father God, and just set us free in the good news of Jesus Christ, that by his stripes we are healed. Surely he has taken our infirmities and he has carried our sorrows. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Our Sunday sermon is live streamed on YouTube at 10.30 a.m. Afterwards, it is posted up not only on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle channel on YouTube, but also on rumble.com and now on the church website itself at www.shiarjashub.org.